Hello and welcome to episode 25. Um, huge topic today. I think we're all mm. in the uh, depths of our first years of starting school. Oh, <laughs> mate. Um, <laughs> We were shook last year. Mm, like, mm. I got to the end of the year and I was like, where the fuck was the guidebook for that? Yeah. Like, no one. It, no like, one no warned one, me. No, there was no warning. There was nothing in the brochure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was all just about it being really exciting. And mm. it like kind of became really rocky because we weren't prepared. Yeah. I would like, agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we want to have a big conversation about it. You do have all three of us here again today. So I'm sure Court's going to have some hardcore teacher tips for us. Totally. But we'll come um, in from the parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good when we kind of have both sides. And we've got boys and girls and how they we cope do. as well. Because we all mix. know they're different. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing for us, so my eldest and my middle child both started like full-time school technically this year my middle child is in the ELC he's technically preschool this year which is um kindy yeah like they're they're all different there's all different names but it's a year before they actually start proper school um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we did that, but we we pulled him out for the school holiday. So it's also our first year of school holidays, which is another fucking topic. Yeah. My God. Oh, yeah. Woo. Um, <laughs> trying to work like I I'm so grateful to be in a position where I can be at home with my kids during the school holidays, but I can imagine how stressful that is for families who need to work and only get four mm. weeks off a year, but have mm. 12 to 13 weeks of school holidays to deal with. Like, yeah. I mean, They're I know that Christmas there's holidays. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like there's vacation care, but you know, money, money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just, yeah, this, the, all of the things, but it, it was definitely a really huge adjustment for both the kids and myself. Um, and I still don't really think I've fully adjusted, to be honest. <laughs> no. I just yeah. it definitely the, I don't feel like I adjusted the first year. And it definitely took me all of term one this mm. year to just get back into like the pickups and the drop-offs and what day sports uniform and what day and is the this school and library day. And oh my god. Like I, I kind of thought like a couple of weeks to get back into routine. And I was, then it was like week eight. I'm like, oh, I'm here and school holidays. <laughs> <laughs> we had such we had such a um a wonderful transition um for my daughter and just oh, like she had just such a beautiful um warm kind of first teacher which I just literally mm. could not have been more stoked about to be fair um yeah I think that's like the big thing for as a parent like and having gone through your own education you sure. remember which teachers were wonderful mm. and which ones were not so wonderful yeah and um so I was really I was really stoked that my daughter got who she got um, mm. with starting school, and I, I was, I was wrapped for her. Like I was expecting her to come home completely wrecked. I was expecting major, major issues, you know, teething issues, and she just kind of took like to like a duck to water like nothing really kind of phased her or anything like that but again like it comes down a hundred percent to just your child and yeah. being willing to read them so one thing that we did do with that transition is that we did nothing after school it was literally school day 
and home to rest. And when it was, you know, the transition home, we were very quiet in the car. We didn't make any big conversations or anything like that. We didn't do any swimming lessons. We did nothing that um, was going to require any more brain or body power from, you know, from her. And literally I just let them pop the TV on. And that was what she did as her decompressing for the end of, you know, a big busy school day. Mm. And then the TV would go off and we'd get into our nighttime routines and stuff like that. But, um, you know, uh, like, yeah, being from the teacher side, there are some kids that do really well with the transition. There are others that yeah. really, you know, struggle with it. Yeah. But I'd have to say like the, one of the main defining factors is actually the parent, mm. you know? Yeah. And so how comfortable. The preparation that goes into it. And that's where I guess yeah. it's definitely a huge advantage to not just yourself, but anybody that is working in the education system, because mm. you do get to see mm. it from the other side. As a parent, like I found so many given no direction, you know, like I've been watching kids do like extracurricular stuff, like from day dot. And I've said for my own kids, like there's just no way that they'd be able to mm. cope with it. Like they just wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but even, you know, for, for the, the bit of education that I did have, there was definitely not enough to help prepare me to be prepared for them, like to understand mm. that, you know, like in that first year or even in the first six months, like just that shift to going to school mm. is enough. Like we've had, we've definitely been like really blessed with great teachers, yeah. but mm. just understanding how much that transition does put on their their body and their not their mental health, mind. but I guess it's their mental but their health, mind, but that, yeah. the demand, emotions, um, everything. They're yeah. switched yeah, on all day. day. Yeah, yeah. And there's also quite a bit of conformity that's going on for our kids. So a lot of sometimes the behaviours that we see at home are not the things that are happening at school, which is a good thing. Like I'd always rather have my kids yeah. be, you know, messy and chaotic and crazy at home as opposed yeah. to being like that at school, right? Because we want it to be easy for them not hard but um we yeah the transition to school like the more I, I think from a preparation standpoint if you can get into the school and let your child see around it you know walk mm. fight let go and show them where the toilets are like that's a mm. major fucking thing for our kids when they start school mm. is that i need to go to the toilet and i've got no idea where to go go mm. and show them where the toilets are take your phone you've always got your phone and you take photos of the classroom of the teacher mm. perhaps even mm. your child with the teacher some of the friends um you know or the the it's a bit like you can't really take photos of other people's kids right but mm. like the, some of the areas that you might hang out with your friends the pictures of mm. the library like all of those kinds of stuff you don't have to do anything other than maybe part of your bedtime before school starts hey do you want to have a look at some of those photos of your um your new school that you're going to and your teacher mm. and just mm. to really prepare them like mm. this is where i'm going this is where i'm going to hang my bag this is where i'll eat my lunch you know all those just those giving them the skills and the tools and the strategies that they're going to need so that they can go into their day without freaking out just about the routines and the structures of yeah, how I love that. Goes. what i love even more is it's before my second start school <laughs> you're welcome doing that one with him <laughs> yes yeah actually there's a really cool book i've got a really cool book about my first days of school i actually got it as a teaching resource and I've still kept it, so I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll find out and I'll pop it in the show Add it to the course. If anybody book. wants to find it. <laughs> I it's know, also right? going to depend on your 
it's also going to depend on your child's temperament, right? Because like my eldest mm-hmm. took to, he takes to change like a duck to water. It just doesn't really bother him that much. Mm-hmm. If you've got your more sensitive kids who are sort of a bit more slower to adapt. And if you don't know your child's temperament, do we have something coming for you? Or well, it's out mm-hmm. by now. Oh, it will be out yeah. by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but our temperament guide in our courses is something that I have painstakingly worked on very hard, given it a lot of thought. And it's an absolute fucking cracker there's also a quiz in there as well so that you can kind of pick this up because if you know your child's temperament you're going to be able to prepare a lot easier so mm-hmm. you can almost predict a- how it'll go yeah you can yeah if you've got a child who generally struggles with transitions doing things like taking photos and things like that you're going to want to do a lot of that whereas if your child's kind of chill with that but maybe is a little bit more sensitive you're going to want to spend more time making sure that they've got that emotional places to like release that emotion when they get home things Mm -hmm. like that you know it's it's going to depend on how you prepare and the the sooner that you get to know your child's temperament, I'll see, but the easier your parenting journey is going mm. to be. Because, yeah, he took to that like a duck to water but would come home and was just so tired and so emotional and just really needed to, you know, sit on the couch with me and have cuddles. And I just wasn't used to that. He wasn't normally like that. So it can be quite a shock, can it? Like you're like, yeah. oh, this is not what my baby used to be. Like this totally. is not you. I think as well, um, just like remembering even like this first you know, five weeks or six weeks, mm-hmm. even that first term, easy mm. fucking dinners like yes. don't put yeah. any like make it so mm-hmm. easy for your kid to want to sit at the table it sounds like you know but just try to um not add any more barriers i suppose to their day mm. just yep. like keep early it bedtime. so yep yeah. so yeah. low key yeah. early early dinners as well like my kids yeah. will sometimes mm-hmm. have dinner at like 4 30 and yeah. then they can snack like yeah. after that, I don't mm-hmm. care. They've had a decent meal. But if we oh, pushed mm-hmm. out to five five thirty, mm. dinner's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, um, same with same with bed. Like my kids, yeah. my boys were going to bed at like sort of eight eight thirty, and we had to pull that in to sort of they they still generally won't fall asleep until around then, but they're in their beds and it's nice and calm, and they listen to like audio books mm. or whatever, so they can just kind of rest. Yeah, um, really so, talking yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, we have prepared a bit of a list as well, and we've probably covered off some of them already, but just some things to expect in the first year that yep. are completely normal. Um, mm-hmm. They might rattle you a little bit, but it is really normal and it's developmental, and I'm sure Court's going to add some teacher teacher insights to it as well. But yeah. the first one, and I still hear it from parents now, um, is when you pick them up and you say, how was your day today or what did you learn, what mm-hmm. lessons did you have, like, any questions, mm-hmm. chances are their answers are going to be, I can't remember. Yeah. Don't remember. answer. Don't ask. Yeah. Just don't ask. And, you yeah, no <laughs> I um I've actually found the best time for me to have those conversations is bath time. So like hours mm. later. And I'm not getting a full day's rundown, but mm. you know, it might be the favorite parts or the worst parts or whatever it might be. But it's such a loaded question. It's like going to work on a first day and then coming home completely overwhelmed and someone saying to you, What did you learn today? You'd be like, oh, fuck, where do I even start? Yeah, like, a lot. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I don't think know. When, when you do pick your little ones up from school, the main thing is just connection. Oh, my God, baby, I missed you so much. I was thinking about you all day. I hope you've had such a wonderful day and I can't wait to hear about it later. Do you know what I mean? And then your next step is food. Make sure yeah. because oftentimes the kids don't eat through the school day. They are so busy. Um, They might be 
given times to sit and eat (laughs) but it doesn't mean that they're playing of course Mm. of course and the social pressures because they don't want to be the last one sitting there to eat you know all those kinds of things so they might not have eaten so well and that's why usually i don't know about we're trying not to do food in the car anymore because i'm so sick of cleaning it up but Mm. depending on the day I will have something relatively clean and easy to eat, like a carrot stick or something available mm. to my kids so that when they get in the car, they can just feel their bodies a little bit and it will just help mm. to calm them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like definitely just connect with them. I'm so excited to hear about your day. I've been thinking about you. I love you so much and I've missed you so much, like those kinds of conversations. Mm. Um, and one of the things that you had down there was don't quiz them on their friends. And this is a really freaking hard one mm-hmm. to do is a shocking face because i was doing it <laughs> and then i realized what i was doing i was like yeah. mm, <laughs> i know and you the, can know all of the things mm, <laughs> that's right and there's always so many like like the social skills and the development of their social skills in school is is next freaking level and i don't care who you are your child is always going to be either the good one the bad one and i use those terms very lightly so they're all going to have turns playing the power role okay Mm. most of the time both your child will be on the receiving end of some crappy shit and they'll probably also be dishing some crappy shit so please don't ever believe that your child is guilt-free because this is just how they learn to Mm. navigate relationships and friendships in the circles Mm. so um um what what i tend to do with my daughter is i actually just focus on the problem solving side of things like i'll hear what she's saying about so and so's done such and such and this and that and the other and i'll go okay baby like how did that make you feel so first i've just come in and i'm going to validate it validate the emotion tell her yeah that's that's hard yeah you're right that isn't very kind what can we do next time if that does happen And then that's where we go into like that troubleshooting kind of stuff. Um, So it's just, yeah, like hold your tongue on (laughs) talking about the friends to your child as well. Like just don't, like your child is going to navigate that stuff themselves. And Mm -hmm. really we can do the guiding in a roundabout way without having to say anything too gnarly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to project, like, I mean, let's be honest, going back to our school days, like you don't want to project what's happened in your school years onto your kids before they Mm. even start um, rather Mm. than help them navigate through their own journey. This is also Mm. going to go for conversations that you're having with your partner later on. Make sure that you are doing that out of earshot of your child. If you're like, oh, you know, this kid punched him in the face today. What a little shit. You know, you can think that because it's your baby and you go, oh, mama bear, that's okay. But do not have that conversation Mm -hmm. in front of your child. You can say whatever you like to your partner later on. (laughs) Wait until they're in bed. And I think even like in growing up, you know, my my mum would always go, mama bear, and she'd be like, that girl's so, you know what I mean? And she'd always have my back. But it actually never left room for me to make my own decisions about how Mm. I was going to move forward in that relationship Mm. or or in that friendship. And Mm. so, and and it also didn't normalize for me that, hey, sometimes we just have disagreements with our friends. And that's okay. Like, we don't have to take it personal. We don't have Mm. to attack them over it. We don't have to be mean about it. Like, we're just having a disagreement and perhaps we just need some time to cool down and then we'll get back together. And nine times out of ten, that was what was my experience. 
Yeah. But then it was like almost having to kind of go back and explain, oh, I played with that friend again today. Oh, why mm. are you playing with them? They weren't very nice to you. And it, yeah. it doesn't really give you much of a um a pathway to, to working shit through with people. Totally. Yeah. And I think that this yeah. will sort of, you know, that's going to follow them through into relationships as well, where, you know, mm. we've all had moments with our partners where we've perhaps not been very nice or we've said something that totally. was you know, quite cruel or mm-hmm. unkind or whatever. And, and, you know, if they got, on, if they get onto Facebook and ask, Oh, what should I do? Then there's a bunch of people going, you should leave them. They're awful. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, has that come from there where we just don't bother working through because we know our worth, like, yeah, cool. I know my worth. And if my husband says something shitty to me, which is pretty rare, honestly, because he's the most temperate person I've ever met in my life. But, you know, if he says something like that to me, am I really going to go like, oh, I'm leaving him because he snapped at me? Like, no, I'm going to go to him and say, hey, listen, I didn't really enjoy the way that you spoke to me. Can we talk about that later on? Like, I'm not going to throw away my house and my three kids, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But Um, we have to recognize for ourselves that every relationship is going to go through phases of being stretched particularly Mm. as parenting, like it is Mm. actually unavoidable. Um, But for our kids to understand that their relationships are going to go through phases and points of stretch as they grow and change, Mm. then the younger that we can start to give them tools, the better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to forgive. And you can forgive. It is. Like that's Forgiveness is, you know. It doesn't make you weak. And forgiveness is the F word we should really be talking about a lot more. Totally. Episode on Mm, that one. Yeah. (laughs) Write that down on the list. It's like Um, like forgiving. It's that forgiving, but also having boundaries. So it's like if these things are, these patterns are repeating within those friends, friendships then you go baby you have every right to be able to to, to walk away from that friendship so it's yeah. yeah I think it's just more about like those tools but definitely not quizzing them on friends not commenting on their friends not mm-hmm. doing that with an earshot of talking to your partner about it like yeah. talk in code or just wait until they're not around mm-hmm. um but yeah like mm. it's yeah. yeah it's definitely a hard one it's it's a really yeah. it's a hard it's a hard one to navigate mm-hmm. um we also need to be prepared that they will probably come home and potentially struggle with our rules versus school rules. Um, or or they may even sort of want the school rules around, right? Like if you've got a child who's very routine-based, they might absolutely froth the school rules. It's sort of like, oh, we have to sit down while we eat, mummy, and you don't make us do that, but we have to do this and things like that. So, you know, just just kind of be, be aware of things that obviously it's different at school than it is at home and you can talk to your child about that, but we may need some sort of, you know, I quite like this for um, working families who really struggle to switch off, especially like business owner mums um can you at the end of the day like change your clothes like let's come home let's change out of our school uniform and our work clothes and put on some really nice comfy clothes and that's kind of that signal that we've now moved into home life um yeah we actually like just depending on like the day it might be um a bath like literally as we get through door right baths on who's in first Mm -hmm. and then that's kind of our way of kind of settling into the night and it's way early but mm. I just, but I don't care. Nah, they just, I think sometimes <laughs> they just need that to decompress. Yeah. And it gives them like a break in communication. Like we, you know, it's, it's a given. We all communicate really, really differently and their teachers communicate really, really differently. Mm. Um, so giving them just a break of communication before they come home to us and then come back into our communication and back into our world just kind mm. of gives them that little separation that they need. Um, yeah. Time to, to code through. switch. Yeah. So Absolutely. the next one is a given, um, but 
generally by around week seven or week eight, and I've mm-hmm. actually found now in year one, even the teachers are saying it, the kids are fucking oh. tired. They're oh, sick of mate. each teachers other. Teachers are saying that at the end of every single term, yeah. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> um, but if you find that by week seven, by week eight, your child is getting uber tired, cranky, mm. don't mm. be scared to give them a rest day. Like yeah. in the first year, I really felt like, you know, they had to be there and, um, you know, that they couldn't have any extra days. And then I got probably three quarters of the way through and I said, I'm actually just going to keep her home tomorrow because she needs rest. And the teacher was like, that's a great idea. That's actually a great mm-hmm. idea. We all do. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. funnily enough, two weeks later, there was like a um, very last minute pupil free day. And I really mm. clicked and went, that's why you have pupil free days. That's mm. why the pupil free days are always last minute. It's because you guys are getting to this point where everybody just needs a break. Needs a fucking break. Yeah. Like, I would love to know. think it was like that, Em, but those days are usually dictated by the Department of Education. <laughs> oh, really? Because ours will come out and we'll literally have like a week's notice. Yeah. Mm, it just, oh, oh, I don't know. Well, I know, well, look, in my experience, those, those teacher-only days were always locked and loaded fairly. Uh, it depends. Yeah, is right. it a private school? Yeah. Uh, then they oh, can yeah. do what they want. They can do whatever <laughs> the hell they want. Yeah, because yeah. I tend to find like, yeah, I mean, we do obviously have like some that are pre-scheduled and we've got heaps of notice. But when mm. we get to the end of term, like, or even, you know, we're in the last week of term now and we've already been told, well, this is probably a bit more notice, but that the first day back will be a pupil free day. I was mm. like, yeah, mm. two weeks to organise your shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah at the yeah. end of term we mm. tend to do, to get a little bit more. But when we chatted to the teacher about it, they were like, yeah, that's a great day. Like they need mental health days too. Yeah, you know, they're they kids absolutely and they're going do. through huge, huge please, transitions. Yeah, please yeah. do not be worried about a hundred percent attendance. Like, there's a oh, real God, push no. for attendance, and da, da, da. and I'm I'm telling you, if you have got a loving, safe, happy home, like an enriching environment, which I'm sure most of our li- listeners do, mm. if your child's skipping out on a few days of school a term because they need so a break, fine. then mm. you're totally fine. So, and, yeah. and if you've I got the ability to be able to do that. Yeah, teachers need to take a break. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. They're also, we've touched on this a little bit as well, but like remembering that school is very overstimulating. It's a very big shift in gears from, you know, daycare or even preschool. It's very structured, Mm -hmm. which they may not be used to and probably aren't used to at five um or you know if it's a little bit earlier elsewhere so don't be surprised if your like your teacher might say that your child is like I get this a lot from my elders he's beautiful he's so wonderful we like he always gives everything a go we just love him and then he comes home and he is like a completely different child and I'm just like bro like I know that I'm your safe place but like please can we just have a day where I'm not your safe I'd like I'd like to not be your safe place today (laughs) because (laughs) They just get so tired and they'll get frustrated. So, you know, remembering this, but just don't put too much pressure on them. If they are having those big emotions and you do just need to sit on the couch and cuddle or you need an early bed or an easy dinner or like just that space to decompress, give them that space and don't take it personally. They're just, they're coming home and they're Mm -hmm. unleashing on you because they know that it's safe to do so. And they're like, this isn't, this is, they're not doing this to you. This is happening to them. This is a result of an adjustment and a transition and that's so normal and we want them to have that place to to release that um not to say also that that's not really hard on you though so you know Mm -hmm. I think it's important that you remember to look after yourself because 
trans like the transition to school is as much a transition for them as it is for us in a lot of different ways so you know you may need to up the ante on your self-care to kind of be able to hold that space for your children when they come home yeah Mm. absolutely and I think it goes back to like you were talking about temperament and Mm. really knowing your child's temperament if they come home and they are acting way out of sorts take that as your sign like they're communicating to you their behavior is communicating to you that they're not okay take that Mm. as your sign to know that okay tonight's going to be a little bit different we need to accommodate what's going on here and sometimes it will be letting out a huge meltdown yeah um next on the list and it's a really quick easy one but it's one that springs on every parent every year is the amount of like orange harmony days and yellow Ah. ribbon days and crazy sock days and fucking crazy hair days and book weeks and all of the shit like just go out and buy a packet of ribbons and colored hair ties so that every different colored shirt every different colored shirt because they will message you like a thursday night yeah thursday night at like 6 p.m oh hey by the way they all need to wear like purple tomorrow and it's like i don't think purple like what a random color can you not make it like blue like i've got lots of blue what i had to do for my first time that that got sprung on me i got eva's she had some white t-shirts from like kindy and we went and got paint and painted her hands and she put like painted hand prints all over the t-shirt because i was like what am i meant to do yeah. Like oh that's like so much more investment than me. Like we get told you know, just like kindy and school days and stuff like that. And we most of the time we'll get quite a bit of an advance notice and I'll be like, Oh yeah, I'll get that sorted, I'll get that sorted out then yeah. the night before I'm like still haven't got that sorted. Yeah. It's up in the morning, sorry guys, haven't got that oh, <laughs> I need to get better at it. But it's just like I'm like if I get it's like always there's always just so much. Like so if put it on your that, calendar court. Don't freaking stress. Oh, look, babe, it's probably on there. <laughs> it's working well then um yeah i think we've got one here as well like notes in the lunchbox especially if your child's suffering a lot with separation anxiety but i think i'm not going to segue into this because we do need to wrap up but the lunchbox stuff holy shit Mm. the lunchboxes like the amount of stress that that brought me for a good year of like what can i pack what should i be packing are they going to judge me for what i've packed at the end of the day pack what you know your child is going to eat. If you can get healthy stuff into them, that's fine. But if you know that they are not going to eat the vegetables, don't put them in their lunchbox. Just do that at home and tell their teachers that, you know, if they're going to, if they're going to come at you because there's no vegetables in their lunchboxes, like, I mean, okay, cool. I'm sorry, but a teacher should never ever ever comment on what is in a child's lunchbox. And I know a lot of schools here, I didn't, it wasn't really something actually that I saw much in Australia or in Perth anyway, but they've got schools and lunches here. And then Mm. they've also got, you know, like um, they'll have groups of people come in and actually cook up lunches so that children who do come without anything have got something. Yeah. (laughs) No, they don't. Um, So it's quite, that's quite a common thing here, but a teacher should absolutely never be commenting on the state yeah. of a lunchbox. Within, yeah, no. you, you can think whatever you want as a teacher, but yeah. you're not to say a lot of things. So yeah. you just have to. A little bite. note from mum just saying, I love you and you're the best and have a great day. Like, I think it's the most the important part of their lunchbox. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the last one that took us a long time to really grasp, mm. and again, we were high five from the teachers, is don't be scared not to do homework every single day. Like, oh, fuck the first no. year. No, the first year, and even this year, like this year's probably not as bad for us, but in reception, they were sent home with readers to do every day and then there was writing books and then there was speed words and heart words and mm. fucking crazy, like all of this stuff. 
And mm. by term two, I just went, you know what? We're going to do one thing every other day. And if you're doing yeah. some form, like an, if you're writing and it's not in your writing book or if you're reading and it's not your actual reader book, you're still Fine. reading. Um, yeah. Do things that you enjoy and do things that you love because I'm not going to force you to do a curriculum to learn it for you to just hate it. So don't yeah. be scared. I, like, I hated it. Like when I was teaching in Aussie, I was like, no, nah, I'm not sending my kids. Like these parents have, especially because I was in special education, I'm like, these parents have already got enough on their plates when they've got their kids mm-hmm. at home. I am not adding to that with expectations for reading, writing and all the rest of it that I expect them yeah. to do. If you are reading a couple of books as part of your bedtime wind downs and routines, that's enough. If you're getting yeah. on the floor and you're doing some one-to-one undivided attention connection time, playing a game of their choice, that's enough so yeah. i don't i actually personally don't believe in homework i actually feel like i've read research through my teaching career that actually says doing homework it doesn't do a lot do you know what i mean mm. like it doesn't yeah. do a lot but partly because um depending on like what the home life scenario is yeah. like if the home life is not a safe and secure environment <laughs> Well, the homework is not going to get done either, but learning is never going to take place until the yeah. child is feeling in a safe and secure environment and all the rest of those kinds of things. But I'm yeah. just like, nah, I just, I don't have time for it. Not on top of everything else that's going. We've got a home reader, that a home learner book that comes mm-hmm. home and there's, you know, a couple of things that get put in there once a week and once a week, once a fortnight, once every three weeks, we'll sit in and we'll catch up on all the things that she's been doing and she gets to do, you know, chat through yeah. it. And da, da, da. But it is not, I just totally disagree with the whole homework notion it's we actually really I love, that. Don't... I love hearing that from teachers it just like yeah. lights up my it's, world. it's so much extra admin <laughs> for teachers as well it yeah. is so yeah. much extra work planned for five days worth of teaching in the classroom and then send a child home with x y and z every day of the week mm-hmm. that is yeah, so, so much extra work it's not funny yeah, it's said that this year. She's like, I'm not setting writing assignments to go home. She's like, because to be honest, I don't have fucking time to mark them. Yeah. No, I was like, I no love because literally, teachers are, yeah, teachers are time fucking poor as it is. And I don't like mm. using that word, but they are. You, mm. you literally have to be in a classroom nine till three, but. Oh, don't even say. Anyway, so yeah, like there's just so many things. But we should wrap up there. Yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today um, and we will see you all next time for another rant. (laughs) Bye. We hope this episode has encouraged the shit out of you. If you have loved it as much as we've loved recording it, then rate our show, screenshot, share and tag us. And you can find us at feelgoodparenthood underscore on Instagram. See you next time.